Hello everyone, this is Ashish. Welcome back to Art Podcast. It's time to throw another one of the solo ones because I know you guys love it. You know you are waiting for it and you know I was waiting for it. Now in today's episode, I want to review this one particular video made by Valuetainment, the YouTube channel, or you can say Patrick with David, the owner of the channel. Now you know I've talked about him quite some time before and I really admire the things that he does his podcast is great his way of speaking is amazing which is one of the things that i want to break down today as well why he is such a fantastic speaker what is he doing differently but more importantly i also want to talk about one of the videos that he made 3 weeks ago why indian immigrants become rich and raise successful kids and obviously he's talking about indian immigrants in united states of america and i think that there's a perspective gap over here obviously he understands united states of america very well he also does understand immigrants well because he is one but he might not understand the indian culture as well now the video has got 2.2 million views and i saw this video very close to when it was actually released but you know time passed by and i'm pretty sure that this podcast is going to be released one month after it is actually recorded so time has passed by it does not matter video is still there and i want to really point out few of the things of what i've seen amongst indians and how they behave when it comes to them being in united states of america and the first generation indians and the second generation indians they behave very very differently when i say second generation their parents got over here and they are americans themselves but their parents are from indian origin a lot of them never actually went to india even for a visit few of them did but when i say first generation it would be generation let us say people who came over here to study go to school and then went to went ahead to get a job things like that you get my point so i want to discuss this and why not just get head first into this topic and next we want to discuss few of the things for example scrolling scrolling addiction uh, or maybe we are going to be breaking down the storyline of one of your favorite tv series okay guess which one it would be hint you can just scroll down and check the description but i also don't know if i'm going to end up doing that or not so don't don't get on my shoulder over all those things okay now i'm going to play this video obviously because of the copyright issues i cannot play a lot of it but i'm going to point out the things that i want to discuss and uh, this is one rare occasion where my podcast will be having few cuts obviously because i'll be analyzing and speaking in an intermittent fashion all right let's go now the first thing that i want to bring into your attention which is not even related to valuetainment and the video that i'm going to talk about over here but it is important and you are going to see this pattern whether you like it or you don't but this pattern exists every youtuber all across the world wants to make videos on india and the reason is pretty obvious you got a population over a billion youtube is not banned over here huge percentage understands the language of english great if you want to play the number game make a video on india obviously now indians also love their country i do too you are an indian you love your country too we are pretty nationalistic if that's the most appropriate word to use over here we don't listen a lot of if you say bad things about india indian population is going to get after you okay that happens all right so 
what I've seen amongst a lot of people who are making videos on India from a third person perspective, a lot of them never ever stepped foot on, on the Indian soil. They're just making video on India based on statistics, talking a very limited number of people never gone to the grassroots level. They talk a lot of good stuff about India. Very good. People are talking about good stuff. Good. But we as Indians know that there are some problems as well. And there are few things talked about even in this video, which just does not exist. Now, for example, in that video on Indian Space Research Organization, I have worked as a scientist in Indian Space Research Organization. Obviously, I'm an Indian citizen. I grew up in India, small town of Rachi in the state of Jharkhand. Good. Now, when I see a person sitting in America making a video on Indian Space Research Organization, and these are the reasons why ISRO is so great, I say, no. And then the video is like having a million views. That does not make sense to me. Because first of all, you missed out a lot of points why ISRO is really great. And you brought a lot of wrong points, which actually is limiting ISRO, which you said that this is what is making ISRO so great. So it's not really giving a fair picture. It's just that they're just having a bigger platform. Um, they're reaching out more people. But in a similar manner, I want to point out a few things in this video by Patrick B. David. Also, saying it again, respect the man. I actually am going to break down his way of speaking after this, uh, but there are a few mistakes over here that needs to be pointed out. All right, all these names, let's see where they're from, whether they're second generation, first generation, what's going on. Vinod Koshla. All right, let's check it out. Right, same guy, Indian American businessman. Let's double check because this is the thing you can talk about facts all you want, but facts can always be manipulated, and there's always pros and cons, both sides of the fact. But based on what sides of fact you pick, you can always win an argument. So let's see, we're not close now. What's the background? Plenty of information on Wikipedia. All I need to know, okay, born 1955, New Delhi, India, all right, so he's a first generation. Okay, when did he move to America? What the hell? Khosla was born in Pune, India, and over here, born in Delhi, India? Do they think that both are the same thing? Khosla's father was officer in Indian Army and was posted in New Delhi, all right, so he lived in New Delhi, was not born in it. So, kind of not that reliable information. Wanted him to join the army. Kosla became an interested entrepreneur, founding electronics, engineering times as a teenager. What? Where? From 1971 to 1976, Kosla attended IIT Delhi, where he earned a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. He studied in India, did his bachelor's from IIT Delhi, and then probably went over there for some masters he also wrote a paper parallel processing all right very good very good biomedical engineering 1975 Kosla started a soy milk company oh, definitely going towards america after this Kosla received masters in biomedical engineering from carnegie mellon university so as expected studied in india went over there in united states for masters and then probably yeah, he applied for Stanford University MBA program, rejected, all right, going towards management field, two, two years work experience, 
Rejected second time. All right. Three weeks into starting Carnegie Mellon MBA, Kosla convinced the admission staff to accept. Okay, finally got into Stanford. All right, and got an MBA in 1980. Ramesh D. Wadwani, pretty famous guy. Already got it. 5.1 billion, right? According to Forbes. Let's search the Wikipedia. Born Karachi, British India. Whoa, this guy is from before independence, man. That's a city in Pakistan now. All right. Born over there. When was he born? 47. Right at that time, man. Okay, early life. Born in Karachi, British India. Uh, family moved to India following independence. He received a bachelor's degree from IIT Bombay, master's and PhD from electrical engineering Carnegie Mellon, producing some billionaires from India, huh? Okay, good. We know who we are talking about now. Next, who's the next guy? Okay, Rakesh Gangwal. Rakesh Gangwal, I guess, that's how you say it. Okay, born in Kolkata, West Bengal, India. Citizenship, American. Education, Indian Institute of Technology, Kanpur. What else did he do? Masters in United States. Has, has it Carnegie Mellon again? Gangwa has served. What did he do as B-Tech in? Alright, not much information. Is it because he does not have 5 billion worth of what? But definitely born in India, okay? So, let's move on. Who's next? Neeraj Shah. Education, Cornell University. Where was he born? Shah grew up in Massachusetts. So, definitely born in America. So, we are kind of talking about both. The first generation and the second generation, right? Alright, good. Did good. Made the... Made the country proud. Who's next? 2.8 billion. Anil Bursi. Bursi. Okay. People who understand Hindi definitely laughed. But you should not because he owns billions. Who was that? Anil. I'm not going to say the second name again, man. You're going to laugh again. Born on 14th February 1966. Education, Brown University, BSc. So definitely probably born in... Oh, yeah. Born in New York. Good. So we are talking about a second generation over here. Enough information for now. We have both kind of people. The second generation and the first generation. Let's listen to Patrick but David a little bit more. Number three, trustworthy and friendly. Trust is one thing that Indian parents mostly possess. This factor makes them the best friend of their children, at least till their adulthood. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I need to listen to it one more time. This is, this is the point which made me decide that I'm going to talk about this video. Like, everything else, it's fine, man. It's fine. It's correct to some extent or the other. But what the hell are you talking about over here? Let me add something as well. Hold on. I'll, I'll give you an opportunity. Kamal Tav wants to add something. Also, born and raised in India, small city of Karnal in Haryana. So, we have something to say over here. You are going to get a mic. Come closer. I'm going to just move the mic towards you. Be over here. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about split personality, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. When I say every, it's just most most of them they are living like a dual dual personality in front of their parents. Mm -hmm. So I don't think so. Parents are best friends or something. I'm sorry. Yeah. So so what Komal is saying that there was a study quite a while back that most of the Indian kids are living with a split personality. Now, yeah, and they don't even know it. The the point over here is that they have to be two different people. One in front of their partner or their friends and the second in front of their parents. Like, I never talked about the girls that I dated to my mother or my father to even my sister. You can't, you don't talk about those things. You, and that is why 
why you don't need to talk about because your parents are going to decide who you are going to marry most of the indian parents are going to do that until unless you bring like oh no i want to marry this person and if you're single you are going to get married by the time you hit 28 29 or 30 so they always have to hide things like i still remember hiding my text messages when i was 16 texting some girl i can't show it to my parents what are you talking about indian parents are the best friends really if if that person if my mother or my father are my best friends i'll not hide anything from my parents yeah this is the girl i'm dating but that's not how it works in india what are you talking about and even to let us say a girl who's doing a phd in america say she won't be talking about the guy that he's dating in america to her parents back in india it does not work like that i don't know perfectly about the second generation they're probably cool about it but at least the first generation i can say this because you did bring few of the billionaires who are actually the first generation did masters uh, sorry did graduation undergraduation in india did masters in us so you have to get this thing clear indian mothers become the best friends for their sons hell no while the daughters love to confide what does confide mean i need to just search it i'm not that good with uh tell someone about the secrets or private matters right okay confide their secrets in their fathers what indian girls tell their secrets to their fathers that's the last person you tell your secrets to sometimes you can get killed and i'm not even joking it does happen if you have never heard of mercy killing that does happen in a lot of parts what on oh yeah sorry it's not much sorry on a killing huge mistake sorry about that i apologize sometimes i make mistakes you have something else to add right so no it does not work like that like everything else in this video discuss is true in some extent or the other this over here is never true and when i say never don't bring exceptions we cannot make exceptions as examples there are always cool people in every ethnicity every place there would probably a family in delhi who's like yay i'm going to smoke a joint with my son uh, yeah yeah but but yeah you can say to a huge extent siblings are very open and sharing uh the secrets not in my case but there are few siblings uh, especially when they are very closer when it comes to like one year age difference two years age difference uh but parents very very rare you can't really talk about that in this generalized manner Oh, and also like i have an indian audience right so you let me know down in the comment section how comfortable you are sharing your secrets to your parents let me know down in the comment section if i find like oh no ashish i talk about everything to my parents i talk about trying weed for the first time to my parents i talk about drinking alcohol with my friends on the weekends to my parents i talk about the girl that i broke up with to my parents right let me know down in the comment section still their adulthood indian mothers become the best friends their sons while the daughters love to confine their secrets to their fathers what mm. let me say that one more time indian mothers become best friends of their sons who told you that first of all now it is a very beautiful thing to read if you read for the first time like oh french people actually do this i'm like wow french people are amazing right but 
you are seeing these things from a perspective where you don't have personal experiences you should have brought me to your podcast that's true like indians do give a huge amount of attention to their kids and that's the point that i wanted to make a long time ago that uh, the giant reason why you will never find a lot of indians getting into drugs is because they they are close to their parents in that manner their parents will be talking to them very regularly they will be checking on them right so that's good and that's why this combination of kids not abusing drugs not abusing alcohol and also work ethic and being in the stem field most of them this makes hyper successful indians this is the real reason lot of creative field dude what are you talking about indians don't even have a hobby you know they make up a hobby before they have to say what's your hobby in an interview they make it up two months before the interview because they never had time number one we all grew up in a pretty stringent constraint of finance always so we don't have money to invest in a football or soccer club we don't have time to do that all our sundays and saturdays went into studying for some examination which is going to change our life all right whether it is 10th board examination 12th board examination itj examination gate examination civil services examination we are always preparing for some examination the only time we think about hobbies or creative domain is when we have to say or answer the question what are your hobbies in an interview which is again stupid because the examination is so difficult you're always invested in preparing for those examinations studying like 12 hours a day tell me if you're studying for 12 hours a day when are you investing time in creative field no parent is going to be pushing you to develop creativity and uh, develop some kind of extracurricular activity nobody has time for that so this is 100% false I do not know what Indians you are talking to seriously find the Indian kids teenagers and young adults getting well acclaimed in a number of creative fields thanks to the dedicated and loving wow the parents are loving but they do not get you know yeah when was when was the last time your father said that oh you should spend some time joining dance class yeah that's what i'm saying they are loving they are loving no They're doubt encouraging but when it comes to art they are not you know right this is where you go wrong that you are talking about why indian immigrants are so successful and you are talking about things which is not really the reason the giant reason why they are so successful is because they stay away from these all the extracurricular activity they invest all the time in developing their career in stem field and that's majority of the people choosing the stem field in fact they have this very uh, a dialogue they use they are very fond of Oh, right, 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 right. This is the dialogue, right? This is what you... Oh, listen to me carefully. I'm going to translate this. Which basically means if you study a lot, you are going to become a very successful person. And if you play and do other extracurricular stuff, you are going to become a bad person. basic translation or you're not going to be as successful this is something that we all have been listening to i think it was even said once in that movie 
Mahendra Singh Dhoni, the movie that was made on him, on him, played by Sushant Singh Rajput. I, because he's from the same city that I grew up in, so the idioms will be quite similar. So now, this is this is where I see people who are looking at us from a third-person perspective, looking at facts and numbers and applying that to make a judgment. This is not the re- Indians are very successful for good reasons. Numbers don't lie, but the reasons are not well explained over here and a lot of it is not correct at all all right moving forward now obviously like i said majority of the points brought over here are correct but because of these few things i have to talk about it that's true indians are pretty much a multitasker because um because they always have to manage multiple things like when you're in college you're preparing for some examination where you're in, in job you're preparing to crack another job and always you have to manage multiple things at the same time all i agree with that's good but there are a few points that i mentioned that obviously needs to be brought to your attention you probably did not even check out this video so i'm going to put the link of this video down in the description box in case you want to check it out i actually suggest a lot of the points are correct but a uh, few of the points i feel is not that well represented which i try to do over here if you are thinking that i'm wrong in some sense i'm open to all the critics so let me know down in the comment section i wanted to break down his way of speaking but i think for some time uh, there's too much of patrick but david i'm going to do something else in the meanwhile and then maybe get back to breaking down his way of speaking in the part that we call fantastic speakers okay meanwhile let's talk about some other topic i've seen a lot of people requesting this topic in the comment sections to dms and the posts talk about the scrolling addiction now it it can also be referred as uh, social media addiction now one thing that we do in a lot of these solo podcasts is that i talk about some of my past experiences from my time in bhava atomic research center or indian space research organization so i'm going to bring one of these moments from back when i was at brc training school now it was somewhere around august november 2017 i was in brc training school undergoing a training program on nuclear science and engineering probably the first quarter and uh, i was also simultaneously preparing for indian space research organization a written test multitaskers so around that time i still remember wine i don't remember if wine as an app was still there but bbq wine was very famous bhuvan bam and uh, my friends used to constantly keep on scrolling his videos making fun and like discussing those videos that that used to be a source of entertainment for them for days and uh, other than that they would keep on scrolling through memes sending those memes in the whatsapp groups laughing about that discussing them for hours all well and good i never had the time to do all those things i still remember back in college i even did not have enough time to scroll through facebook facebook was big when you're talking about 2012 2013 and 
majority of the time leisure time of everyone else in the college always used to go in facebook whether it is like uh, finding the person that you like sending the messages and uh, sending a post and uh, putting comments i still remember in 2017 when we were in bs's training school a new trend was that uh, guys would find out the oldest posts of the friends and then make fun of that for a long time now all this is is social media right i even see right now amongst the gen z kids that they will be like within fraction of seconds sending memes and related stuff and pictures i don't even know where they find it from on the discord groups but the only thing is that i never found any value neither the time to get involved in doing any of those and i think because of all that like 7 to 8 years of not doing that i can't do any of the scrolling because i don't find any value in it and right now i actually think that i should really spend some time scrolling because i need guests for the for my podcast i need to be aware of the things that are going on the another thing that i did differently throughout my life is that I never read news. I have no idea what's going on on the news. I do not subscribe to news channels on YouTube. I never go through those Google news that comes up all the time. Don't care at all. And in doing so, I was so much cut off from the world that I still remember when I completed my BSc training school, got selected in Indian Space Research Organization with an All India rank of 4. I did not even know who was the president of the country. i had no idea neither i cared now if you say a guy who is living under under the rock i was that kind of guy and i still am to a huge extent it's just that now i at least talk to few people so i know a little bit about the world that might be little bit of an extreme side of being detoxed like i have always been social media detox i never ever spend time scrolling until unless i had to the only time i'm scrolling through facebook or linkedin or instagram is when i'm researching on a guest for the podcast that's it but also because of that i kind of am the best person to talk about how to kind of minimize your addiction for social media and like a lot of things related to motivation or consistency these topics are very detailed and you can easily find hundreds and hundreds of video about social media detox one of my favorites is made by i'm forgetting his name but it is also one of the most popular video on youtube i'm going to put it over here is a german guy who makes video in the language of english as a good video and you are going to find hundreds more like that but i think ultimately if you hate yourself when you have spent an hour scrolling through instagram or tiktok or whatever app is your favorite even maybe youtube i think the main reason behind that is that you lack purpose or at least you lack a strong purpose because if you have a purpose in your life that i want to do this you always will be having less time than you need so you will be cherishing every last second that you have you will not be able to justify 
every time every second that you're wasting scrolling doing nothing you will be asking is this helping me to reach closer to that goal that i have planned for myself and the answer is going to come no no what the hell are you doing what is this is this entertainment if if you want entertainment say that okay i'm going to spend some time for leisure for half an hour and i'm going to do that and then i'm going to get back to study but what is this gray area i'm scrolling i'm not working there's not entertainment this is not my break what is it so you will have to decide what times are there for you to scroll if that is your entertainment but don't tell me right now i'm scrolling and then i after one hour i'm also going to have a break time when i'm going to watch an episode of friends or some shit our friends is not shitty at all but i love it a lot but okay <laughs> some tv series okay i sometimes get too passionate about these things so you will have to allocate some time because at the end of the day it is not productive and this is something that i talked about few episodes in the back that let us say you're watching a lot of videos on how to grow a social media presence how to make youtube videos but also you are watching a lot of videos on how to get a masters in let us say data science okay only one is your career trajectory only one is productive the second is entertainment so you will have to discriminate which one is actually helping you to grow and which one is entertainment and there should be a very clear cut demarcation otherwise you are just wasting time and it's a very strong reason for you to lose confidence not be that much productive when you do work because a lot of productivity comes from you having confidence on yourself like wake up 12 o'clock in the morning and you will not have motivation to do anything for the rest of the day isn't that right because you know that you wasted a lot of time your your timing is off you know that you will have trouble sleeping at night again trouble waking up next morning again next morning is going to happen again and uh, and the confidence level motivation level drops and same thing happens when you have scrolled for one hour and you ask yourself a question silently that was that productive does that bring me closer to the goal and the answer is no even though you do not say it's no so i think scrolling has huge relation with the purpose that you have if you don't have a purpose for sure watch 10000 videos on how to have social media detox you are going to have two months of detox getting back to it because what you lack is a purpose and without that you will always have enough time to waste and even if you do have a purpose is it strong enough is it like i kind of want to do it or i really want to do it if you really want to do it you do not need an app locker never used an app locker never needed it don't want extra storage to be covered in my cell phone you do not need all those timers you do not need to delete apps from your phone you do not need to do any of those you can have it all but it's ultimately your mind guiding you whether you are going to invest time in scrolling or you're going to invest time in growth and development and to a huge portion i believe that that comes from trauma in the past some past events is the pain large enough for you to say fuck this i'm not going to scroll i've had it bad enough i don't want to waste any second more i'm going to improve my life so these are the reasons why some people don't scroll 
and some people even after all those apps even after deleting their same apps 12 times they still end up scrolling that's the reason now if scrolling is related to your work let us say you are a podcaster and you need to be aware about a lot of things and you keep on scrolling that's why i'm saying that i actually need to invest some time in scrolling so that i get good guests for my podcast i know more about the world around me for example news and all i don't watch it it hasn't been good for me because i have lesser things to talk about the current awareness or current affairs right now right so if if your work involves that then it is productive and understand that this is what i'm doing and uh, have two separate accounts one for your work and the second one for your leisure and when it is leisure time when it is break time you go to that account when it's work time go to that but there should be a strong disc- uh, divide in between what is your work what is your leisure because the new day and age for me work is social media i spent half an hour before starting this podcast just posting my podcast in different social media platforms just posting the reels right so that's work for me so you have to create that discrimination i'm just going to fix that light behind me all right so i did not really talk much about the bsc training school but i will tell you that i always used to be believe in what we call cheat days so after a week long of hard work investing a lot of time towards my preparation for indian space research organization i will take a friday or a saturday one to two hours solid i would be uh, just uh, having my dinner and i would be watching a movie right like one and a half hour of movie and then i'll just go to sleep probably sleep a little bit longer because across all that time i was not sleeping any day any night more than six hours so on a friday or saturday i'll just uh, pay what we call sleep debt and i would be sleeping a little bit longer because one day i will not be going to the gym so i can sleep a little bit longer wake up and instead of going to the gym i'll be just going for a breakfast so cheat days are important but there should be a clear discrimination otherwise you will always have a feeling that i'm not working and that will demotivate you decrease your efficiency this is what i do when i'm working i work continuously i don't spend time scrolling okay now it is time for my break and my leisure and you know even that is productive because that is ultimately going to make you more productive when you get back to work i've talked about pomodoro i've talked about cheat days if you continuously work your efficiency drops so it is actually wiser to spend some good amount of time in in breaks and leisure okay our entertainment whatever you call but have a clear discrimination that's all that i'm saying okay now let's get back to this gentleman patrick but david from valuetainment and uh, we are going to discuss his way of speaking and the best way to judge a person speaking is through the podcast because that's where the person is talking uh, in an unscripted manner so let's bring a point from the podcast and see what we can learn from him first of all just from a podcast perspective because i've been guiding a lot of people in starting a podcast as well this angle does not work and he's a very very mature podcaster has been doing it for a long time i don't know which episode this is but uh, he has done a lot all right he's in a great platform and for god's sake he's having i think someone from jp morgan talking over here but to young podcasters you can get it fixed all right now look at the position over here 
the mic is covering his mouth right he can do it better for example keep the mic right like this the guest is sitting over here mic is over here and uh, the laptop is over here because of which the mic is blocking his face so if he keeps the laptop over here like i have kept his face is clear and uh, the mic is not getting in the way at the same time he has that one fist distance that joe rogan loves and preaches so i'm just going to pick out a joe rogan experience and uh, see because i think that he does it pretty good right right not perfect but it is it is still better but i do not know why you would not do it in a way that the audience is able to see a more of a side view maybe it's because i'm not making as good of a eye contact but check out this podcast of lex fredman right you're seeing that he's looking the other way because what i feel the podcast is supposed to be a conversation in between two people or more maybe and the audience is looking at that conversation from a third person perspective so the the host or the guest is never supposed to necessarily make an eye contact with the audience until unless they're directly talking to the audience in this case mic is always going to be a problem in a podcast because it is going to be hindering the face well look at it dynamic microphones are so close to the mouth it's extremely difficult to continuously keep it away you are going to see a lot of uh, episodes of more than less i mean more podcasts than not you're going to see the mic getting in the way which is fine but we can still do a better job over here let's see what uh, lex fredman is doing yeah lex check it out the guy is a genius obviously so his mic is far away from his mouth right now which one would you prefer this one where he is also reading and talking to the guest or this one right so these are the tiny things that can be easily worked towards uh, but i think these podcasters are so big that sometimes they get away from the tiny things uh, get, get away from tiny mistakes but it's also like a lot of things are going on in their head and they're much more important things and most of the time podcasts are supposed to be listened but if it is recorded why wouldn't i have uh, the perfect setup if i can just fix it once all right let's see uh, what what actually we can learn from his way of speaking all right he finally adjust the mic so that might be a temporary thing but it's fine okay now let's pay attention towards his way of speaking and also there are multiple cameras so it is impossible to have a perfect view from all the cameras first of all he has got a good voice a deep voice is always powerful i compare his voice to the voice of brand callen a deeper voice is always better for a podcast a even bigger example would be jacko willing's podcast so that's kind of natural and genetic so you can't really play a lot with that but also you can learn how to play with your voice better so what you see over here is what you see with a lot of good hosts that i'm rather going to take a pause and fabricate the sentence in my head than go head first and make a little bit of uh um or say the same word twice so listen how he fabricates the question in his head before he actually throws it out here's the final one are you saying there's that's the point 
bank. So it's a different scenario you're in. But yeah. the question, the question I'm going to ask you is the following. That's the pause, right? So first of all, there should be a clear discrimination between the actual question and everything be before that. So he says that the question is the following. And now the question starts. Now, this makes it easily understandable to the guest. Now, like we have talked about before, communication is extremely difficult. There's something that goes in your mind, something else that comes out of your mouth that goes into the ears of the second person. And then it gets converted into thoughts of the second person. Now, amongst these two, these two to three different places where the information is converted from thoughts to words to thoughts again, that's where we lose some of the information, the communication efficiency, as we can call it. And that is going to be there no matter what you do to minimize the lack of communication or improper communication. You have to say things clearly. So when you're asking question, what he's doing over here is a clear discrimination. This is where the question starts. Pay attention clearly. And that reduces the communication gap. So let's look at some other podcasts that we can maybe get a bit more of his way of speaking. I think uh, that one podcast is really one of my favorites. Uh, that is with John McAfee. Let's see. Yep. Because I've watched this full podcast. And uh, I know that this was kind of a scary moment for him as well. Because there were like a lot of guards with a lot of guns. John McAfee is kind of like a paranoid in these security things. Uh, first of all, John McAfee himself is a great speaker. Was a great speaker. And maybe someday I want to check it out. There's a gun over here. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So let's see. This part. Now, when I say a great speaker, you should always pay attention towards this. In a podcast, there will be at least two people, right? In most of the podcasts, unlike this one. So when two people are talking and you're not watching the video, you're just listening. A lot of times this is going to happen when one person speaks, I'm listening. When the second person starts speaking, I start thinking about the birds. I just got lost in my imagination. I could not have the attention. That person could not grab my attention. And a lot of things comes into the picture. The packets of information, what we say. For example, if I'm going to say a sentence, I'm going to say a sentence in one stretch. I am not going to say sentence with this many pauses because that is like one information, second information, or what I'm going to do. I'm going to reassemble all of them to make a structure. Again, communication is difficult itself. Don't make it much more difficult for your audience or the person who is listening to your questions or your opinions or uh, your philosophy, whatever it might be. So... That is the reason why some people can just grasp your attention and some people keep on losing that, especially your teachers, right? That's why you sleep in your class. So over here, not going to break down John McAfee, but that's the first thing that I noticed when this podcast started. I didn't even know who this person is. Obviously, I've heard the name McAfee, but this person talks in a way that I want to listen. Just go to this podcast. I'm going to put the link down in the description box again. From the first minute, Whenever John McAfee speaks over here, you want to listen. 
and you don't know most of what he's talking about, but you want to listen because he speaks in a way that he grabs your attention. And a big reason for that would be that he was a politician as well. And he gave multiple speeches. He probably did a lot of debates. Speaking is very important in those domains. So he developed those skills that you're seeing over here vividly. I'm rural and get an apartment somewhere. I live happy ever after. What are you doing to make sure that doesn't happen? Well, that's the thing about a good host, that he was listening constantly. And the follow-up question that came was related to what John McAfee over here was saying. Number one, because it was now, his way of speaking is kind of something throws you off. Like, what is it that makes him good? You have to wonder a little bit. Why do you understand everything that he says so well? And a big reason of that would be the emphasis that he puts in the world. Now, he does not speak a lot, but the one's words that are coming out of his mouth, the emphasis is good and he's pronouncing it well. And also, like I said, he's not using a lot of connectors. There are few, but then again, I said that in an impromptu situation, you cannot be aiming for perfection. If you do, then you are going to be sounding worse than you would be if you don't. So he's not aiming for perfection, but he's also having that host kind of persona where he is pronouncing things properly, emphasizing on the words. And when you do that, then you grab the attention of the audience. If nothing, you can see the energy that he puts behind every word. And that is very, very important. Now, to a contrast of that, you are going to see in this frame itself, John McAfee would be a contrast of that. He's not putting that much energy behind everything that he does. And everything that he says is mostly like he's laid back and he's just having a conversation in a very casual manner. Both of them are extremely powerful because a person who is very calm and casual also grabs your attention because he's just calm in that situation. Who's that calm in a podcast where thousands and thousands of people are watching and at this podcast, a million views. So nobody is that calm. But if you are that calm, it kind of bugs you like you listen to the person who can be calm in these moments but both are extremely powerful now you look at Patrick B. David now listen to him again when he speaks in this moment after you've listened to what I've said the energy that he puts behind every word that he says by people who are extremely paranoid which is what you would want so when you see that today and you see what's going on with Facebook what are you thinking about there's ups and downs Every word over here is not having the same emphasis. Some words are and some words are not. And this is again something that we call monotone. I mean, this is the opposite of monotone, but monotone is a problem. Like, if you're putting emphasis in no words, that's a problem. If you are putting emphasis in every word that you say, that's a problem as well because that's again a monotone, right? Because there's no variation. And all our senses hate that lack of variation i've talked about this before uh the coastal guards uh they always keep on variating what they are looking at because you are going to ignore if things are same in a similar manner the white noise that you're hearing you're constantly ignoring you're continuously hearing something which you are ignoring because it's the same frequency continuously the same pattern continuously in a similar manner if i keep on speaking on the same pattern continuously you are going to ignore that just like i varied the pace of my speaking right now he's varying 
where he puts the emphasis. Now pay attention again. As probably number one because it was ran by people who were extremely paranoid, which is what you would want. See the emphasis that he put on the paranoid word? When you see that today and you when you see that today and then the tone dials down. What's going on with Facebook? What do you think? There's a change in the pace that brings your attention. These are very mind I actually had a tough time finding out what is that X factor that is making him sound so good, attractive as a speaker, attractive in the sense of the attention that he is getting. So these are the minute things that you can learn from. I've done a lot of other breakdowns as well. Jordan Peterson was one of the greatest, I feel. Joe Rogan as a host. I've also talked about Sashi Tharoor and a couple of you. It's in the Fantastic Speakers playlist in the Ashish Ranjan Talks YouTube channel, which is also the Clips channel. You might want to subscribe there because Clips come out regularly. If you want like a revision kind of thing or you miss some podcasts and... Uh, I think I'm going to end this podcast over here. It was a little bit long, very intensive, but I loved it. I love this format. And you let me know if you love this format or not down in the comment section. Put more topics, more suggestions down in the comment section. You know what I'm doing these days. I'm reviewing a few of the things on YouTube. I wanted to also, uh, in the beginning I said, but uh, ultimately also I in the beginning said that I might not have the time to do that. I wanted to review Peaky Blinders, one of the scenes that I absolutely love the writing of and uh, we are going to do that in the next podcast and a lot of good guests are lined up for the podcast i don't know when this podcast is going to come out but the guests that are lined up right now as in when it is being recorded that is uh 13th of may uh we have uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, creators in the mma fight documentary videos that is uh, tj from tj loves fight we have a uh, lawyer, Ricky Palladino, who is an, a lawyer in the domain of uh, immigration. And we have a good amount of guests. You can suggest some of the guests down in the comment section as well. We are working hard to get good guests. Over here, I have interesting conversations for you on a weekly basis. The second podcast is a Momentum Podcast. That is on our Hindi channel. And the link to that will be down in the description box. If you love that language, then you can go ahead and subscribe to that channel as well. Uh, it has a separate page on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. By the way, this podcast is also available in all those audio platforms. All the links down in the description box. I'm running a couple of courses. One on how to develop a podcast. Second on how to run a YouTube channel, sustainable YouTube career. And the third and the oldest one that is art of speaking. If you want to enhance your communication skills, your speaking skills, your spoken English. All the tricks in the books are in that course. Link will again be down in the description box one-on-one -on -one personal telephonic consultancy is also available same go to ashishtalk.com all your questions will be answered and if there are still some questions drop a mail at support at the rate gmail no sorry <laughs> i'm not still running with gmail support at ashishtalk.com and uh, your questions will be answered see you soon till then bye